Hi, good evening. I'm Grant Hogue from Boston Children's Hospital, and this is the Scoliosis Dialogues, the official podcast of the Scoliosis Research Society. Today, we have the SRS 2021 Traveling Fellows joining us for the podcast. They've done their traveling a little bit later than normal because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but they're going to tell us about their trip um, and maybe give us some insights into what they've learned. And just to remind everyone, this is an annual traveling fellowship that sponsors three SRS fellows to visit spinal deformity centers in different regions. The award alternates between North American centers who visit Europe and Asia and international fellows who then visit North American centers. The trips generally last two to three weeks and traditionally conclude at the annual meeting. And so we want to bring in our three traveling fellows and start off by giving them some time to introduce themselves as well as tell you where they practice. And we'll start with Dr. Michelle Wellborn from the Portland Shrine. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Michelle Wellborn, and I am the chief of spine surgery here in Portland, Oregon, and the Diane Ruth Abramson uh, Professor of Pediatric Orthopedics and Burn Surgery. Oh, that's excellent. Thanks. And next, uh, Dr. Steve Wang from the Philadelphia Shrine. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Steve Wang. Uh, I'm at the Philadelphia Shrine, as you said. <laughs> I practice a little bit of spine surgery and a little bit of neurosurgery. And last but not least, uh, Hamid Hassanzada. Hi, everyone. I'm Hamid Hassanzada. Um, I'm a spine surgeon at Johns Hopkins. I practice mainly at the National Capital Region around Washington, D.C., and I do mainly adult spine. Excellent. Uh, and so I, I kind of want to start off by just asking, why did each of you apply for the Traveling Fellowship? Um, so what what was it that drew you into this? Uh, Steve, I see your face, so maybe you can go first. <laughs> sure, you have to do. So uh, where I'm at in Philly, uh, several of my colleagues and mentors have gone through before. So Amr Sandani had done it before, and then uh, Josh Pays had done it all after. And I just heard amazing stories from them. They had a great experience. And really was one of the formative experiences in their lives and their training. So for me, it just felt like a, something I really wanted to do and felt important uh, in terms of my growth as a surgeon and just the, yeah, that meeting people, the connections. And so that's how it came about. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was looking back through the history of the Traveling Fellowship and seeing all of your partners lined up year after year. And I didn't know if it was some sort of requirement to work at the Philadelphia Shrine to do the Traveling Fellowship. Yeah, I'm fires us if you don't get it after five years. <laughs> no. All right, and Hamid, how about for you? Yeah, very similar to Steve. A lot of my mentors and people that I admired and did this fellowship were telling amazing story, what a unique opportunity that was. So I was very drawn to it. I was uh, fortunate to be chosen for that. Thanks. And Michelle, something similar? Are you coming from left field? You know, I ha I share many of the same mentors as these guys and uh, really early on just saw what incredible collegiality um, you saw amongst the traveling fellows. I loved how you saw them still hanging out, previous classes, they'd get together at meetings, um, they shared this incredible bond. Um, and that and the fact that you had this wonderful opportunity to deepen your relationships with people around the world, 
to really see what people are doing. Because I think that it's one thing when you talk to people, but to actually really see what they're doing, to see them in their own environment, just kind of takes it to the next level. So for me, that opportunity to form those deeper relationships was really important. And, you know, maybe for people who are considering applying to the traveling fellowship, um, I think one of the more daunting things is the fact that you are taking two to three weeks away from your clinical schedule. Um, and so, uh, Hamid, how did you work that out amongst your partners? I'm Obviously, I'm sure they were supportive because this is such a prestigious thing, but it's still not easy. Yeah, um, I agree with you. It's not easy to take three or four weeks out of your uh, schedule. We all have um, busy schedule. I was fortunate that my partner was very supportive. They were taking care of my patient while I was gone. And it's a planning. You have to really plan six to eight months ahead, especially with the families of two young kids, as um, Michelle does. And I had to fly my in-law from Europe, make sure they have some coverage. And all these requires a significant planning. We were fortunate we had about three years to plan. So it worked out very well. <laughs> It's for Michelle and Steve, both of you are within the Shrine system. Do you feel that that helped you in planning this because of having such a long history of doing traveling fellowships through the Shrine? Yeah. So even though I don't have uh, other SRS traveling fellows at my hospital, my chief of staff had, was actually in the first uh, POSNA traveling fellow class. Um, so he did that back in 2000. Um, our chief uh, of the medical staff had done a traveling fellowship. So there's actually about four people that had all done that at different points in time. And again, I actually I looked to Amr Samdani, uh, Steve's boss, for a lot of guidance on policies and things like that. You know, I think we all pulled a little extra call before and after, uh, did a few extra cases before and after, groveled. A little before and after, so you know, uh, I might have brought presents back for people. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, oh. I think same thing. The shrine is definitely more understanding, which makes it easier. Uh, but definitely talking to our mentors and the prestige of the fellowship helps a lot. Uh, and we try to yeah, do work a little harder before and after. Put a couple more kids in Halo. Keep the sense of self. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. And so. Uh, tell me, uh, you went to a few different sites. Could each of you maybe give me your favorite site and what you learned there? And we'll, we'll start with Michelle. Uh, you know, I would say they were all absolutely incredible. Picking a favorite is super hard. Um, but in many ways, just uh, what we experienced in Japan and Kyoto was incredible, partly because I didn't know Kota Watanabe as well beforehand. Um, and the man is just a gentleman and a scholar. He is he was an incredibly attentive host. He was thoughtful and insightful. He uh, was just an absolute pleasure to be around. Um and so for me, getting to know him, um, whereas I, I had a lovely relationship with some of the other people beforehand, that was uh, really awesome. Oh, that's actually really nice. <laughs> I mean, how about you? I think, as Michelle said, every every place was amazing and people really went out of their way to make this experience unique and, and to plant cases for us, to plant uh, talks and every, everything else. They set their national meeting around our visitation. So it was amazing. I think from Singapore to Thailand to Japan, every site was um, better than the other. So 
they're highlighting every uh, single site. All right. Well, let me change the question a little bit then for Steve. <laughs> so, Steve, you went to amazing hospitals. You met some of the best surgeons in the world, right? Who are doing incredible work and in teaching people. But you spent a lot of time outside the hospital, too. And so what was your, your favorite outside of the hospital experience? So that's tough. <laughs> I think everybody, again, like Hamid said, treated us like royalty. Like they, we were spoiled to the nines. It was great. They showed us around. And it was very, very packed. I think some of, possibly one of the experiences I liked the most was the racetracks outside in Hong Kong. I'd just never been to a racetrack before. So it was very exciting. There's amazing food, and you know, Ken Chung had taken us out uh, and showed us around. Uh, it was beautiful, it was fun, beautiful, it's very collegial. So, I think for me, that was one of the highlights. But again, there were so many amazing experiences that it's hard to, it's hard to even pick that out. <laughs> and so, often these traveling fellowships um, are kind of an essence an opportunity to, to share information right for things to travel across borders and so is there anything that you picked up during the trip that you're bringing back to your practice here in the states we'll start with me yeah definitely there are small pieces small nuances that you uh, capture each individual places that you can integrate in your practice for example setup in japan is a little different or the way the patients are um, managed in the clinic in Singapore is different. All these small nuances could advance my practice a little bit more. There's nothing major to change my entire practice, but these small details make a significant difference over the years. <laughs> and Steve, you asked me about the ladder, the things that I never did in the book. <laughs> I got a text. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Steve? What did you pick up? What did you learn? Uh, so I, I think it was very interesting just seeing how different surgeons and obviously master surgeons and experts in the field approach things differently. Some of that, I think for me, especially in Japan, they had a couple of conferences and seeing Dr. Uno and his modified shilla where they kind of fuse the top and leave the bottom to grow was very interesting. Uh, you kind of maybe think about it differently. And in one of the conferences we had in Kyoto as well with Koda, uh, we actually, one of the surgeons showed a case where they basically did a low like lumbar sacral, lumbosacral fusion to treat a like linky five almost to correct lumbosacral takeoff. And there's just a very different way to think about it. But good results, obviously. So I think that just makes me think it, it's nice to see different ways to think and approach something we're used to doing a certain way. So that was the best part for me. Yeah, absolutely. And Dr. Welburn, last but not least. You know, so um, I think we learned so much at each site, but also from each other, you know, I mean, I learned a lot about the way uh, that Hamid approaches things. He is uh, so thoughtful and his relationships with people, his, the way he is really systematic in his approach. Um, and Steve, I mean, he, the man won a humanitarian award the same week that he got the traveling fellowship. I basically was traveling with two of the best people ever. So not only did we learn so much on this trip uh, from so many people um, and from so many different sites, the incredible innovation of some of these places, but also just from each other. I agree. That's fantastic. 
I learned from Steve not what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and so, so last question for each of you, and Steve, you're going to go first on this one. <laughs> if you were going to give a 10 second commercial telling people why they should do this, right? Why they should step away from their practice um, and come and be a part of this. Like what, what's the 10 second summary? Convince me. I think the best part is developing friendships that I think will last a career. So obviously with Michelle and a little bit with Hamid as well, <laughs> but even our local hosts and everybody we work with, it's, it's such a bond, a fraternity that it's a unique experience that I, I would not change it for the world. You know, it was great. <laughs> So Steve says do it for the friends. Michelle, why yeah. do you say do it? I'd like to change the word fraternity to maybe siblinghood or neutral, you know, brotherhood. Thanks. Sorority. Uh, <laughs> sorority is probably more accurate uh, based on these. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean, I, I think. I think you can do it for a lot of reasons, right? The relationships, as I said at the beginning, and what Steve just said were fundamental, I think, for the three of us. Um, but I think it's a great way to expand your worldview. I mean, honestly, I brought a talk on early onset scoliosis and casting to Asia, where it's hot, very, very hot. What in the world was I thinking like casting kids in a place that's very hot and humid. Like, why do they need to know about that? That, that was just like, it was a lack of thought. So it changed my viewpoint on a lot of the treatments and how maybe these things are not necessarily applicable um, in other areas. Um, so I my, broadened my global horizons. I made wonderful lifelong friendships, um, you know, and, and I think that, there's a lot that can be said for that and just learning the systems um, in addition to the people. So. All right. Hamid, how about you? What's the commercial for jumping in with two pediatric surgeons and going all around Asia? No, I, I share the same sentiment of both of them. That, uh, I think this is a unique opportunity that you can go to multiple cities and you see the world-class hospital in their country and see how to do things. It's, it's, you cannot repeat that. It's really an amazing experience. That's incredible. I want to thank all three of you for agreeing to do this. Um, and also, thank you for applying and representing the Scoliosis Research Society abroad. Um, because you and the things that you do, the way that you teach, the way you interact with other people are a reflection on all of us. And really, you are the best of us. And that's why you're out there doing this. Um, for everyone watching, I'd like to remind you that the SRS annual meeting is coming up soon and pre-registration ends on August 11th. Otherwise, I hope everyone has a good rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you, Grant. Thanks very much. Good night, everybody. The Scoliosis Research Society is a nonprofit professional organization made up of physicians and allied health personnel. Their primary focus is on providing continuing medical education for healthcare professionals and on funding and supporting research in spinal deformities. Please visit SRS.org for further information. We were totally texting the whole time. I'm trying to mess with me. I'm going to do a voiceover. I could use something. Yeah, I mean, that's what I have to do.